Welcome to the Achievable FINRA podcast. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. We have affordable FINRA courses for the SIE, Series 6, 7, 63, 65, and 66. We have industry best pass rates, and each Achievable course includes everything you need to pass the first time. This includes a full textbook, videos on key topics, thousands of questions backed by a memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, you can email me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. Now let's get started. So today on the show, we've got a good friend of ours, Ken Finnan. And Ken, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Hey, how are you, Tyler? What's going on? So um, just a little bit of background. I worked on the stock exchange. I've been in the business for God knows how long since before most of you guys were born. About 15 years ago, I started <laughs> teaching and uh, just uh, like as a casual thing. And then it's kind of build up to a um, to a thriving business. Now I have a bunch of YouTube channel, YouTube videos on YouTube. I have TikToks under Blue Collar Finance. I have my own little podcast. It's fledgling. And um, we're trying to build out. So I have a lot of YouTube videos that will help you. And as I tell everyone, on this exam, every every topic, I've either sold, traded, or fired someone for violating the rule. So I know this stuff pretty <laughs> darn cool. Okay. Cool. We're doing good. So today we want to talk about U.S. government debt, basically. Sounds good. Um, and I think there's just, I mean, first, let's just like outline as you just did with me as we were talking before the call like all the different things that exist in the u.s government debt universe right and then let's go through them because i think first off like they're tested on the sie and a bunch of other things yep um but then also a lot's going on with them right now yep Yep. (laughs) oh yeah in the world yeah sounds good okay so um first of all understand when we talk about government debt we're talking about the federal government the u.s government Mm -hmm. which can print their own money so they will never really they're this in, in reality our government debt is the safe is the reserve debt for the whole world we're the safest mm-hmm. we're AAA plus 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 we have no default risk because they just print new money when they want to so when people buy these things you're always thinking safety first whenever mm-hmm. somebody says safety or protection of principle you're going to lean toward governments but there's a lot of different types for different types of people so let's talk about the big ones okay so the I always say it real quick, bills, notes, bonds, tips, and strips. I just say it quick. It kind of rolls. Bills, mm-hmm. notes, bonds, tips, and then strips. And they all have a different features and good things and bad things about them. So let's start with the, 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 the tiniest one, T-bills. These are the mm-hmm. short-term, little. they're like considered money markets. They're really short-term. They're really about parking your money. So mm-hmm. like a T-bill, they, they, you can get them in a one-month maturity, two-month three months, six months, or even a year. But now, if you know anything about bonds, bonds normally trade, they pay their interest every six months. But you can't really do that with a three-month or a two-month bond. So what they do is they buy it at a discount. So it's a discount. It's what they call a zero coupon. So it's a discount security. So what happens is you're going to buy it at like $990, bucks, nine ninety five, and then receive the $1,000 at maturity. So, okay. buy it at so that's how they do the interest, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's your interest, right? Like if you lent your buddy money, if your buddy said, hey, listen, can I borrow 25 bucks? I'll give you back 30 in a week or two. That five bucks is your interest. Exactly. But you're really buying it for much, a very, very, very short term. It's really about just parking your money, 
So in case you have a deal or you like, say you have a house, like my daughter's buying a house in like three months. So we put all our money in money markets, but this is one that you could put in. In reality, mm -hmm. retail people don't really buy these. This is more for like, if Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter, just say, say that was a thing. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and he wanted, <laughs> that might have happened. exactly. And he's going to close next week. He would probably have as much of his money in T-bills right now so that there's no real risk. And when people are really worried about the market, they go, they run to safety, they run to the government. Now, an interesting thing about T-bills, in 2008, we didn't know what was going to go on. I mean, really scary time of the market. To people, But you knew that T-bills would pay. So people bought T-bills at such a rate, and when you buy stuff, price goes up, that mm -hmm. the actual price of the T-bill was above 1000 So actually, mm. you were buying a T-bill for like $1,001.00. And only getting back a thousand, so you're actually losing money on the deal. But because just to not lose more money yes, in the market, exactly, right? Exactly. That's all they were doing. They were just doing say, listen, I'm so afraid of what's going to happen. Bear Stearns goes out of business. Lehman Brothers goes out of business. Citibank was about to go under. We don't know what's going to happen. AIG. So they said, look, just buy the T bills. I don't care. I'm willing to lose a little bit of money to make sure that I have it tomorrow. So that's so that's really what T bills are all about. The safety stuff. And they're the most right. liquid and, security. Yeah. And I and I will say, like, you know, the I, my assumption, and just to kind of flesh this out for people, is that like this is dealing with amounts of money where you can't just like withdraw from e trade and put it exactly. in your savings account, yes. right? You're talking millions yeah. and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Exactly. You can't go to the bank and go here. Can I can I take out ten million dollars? It's legit money, right? So right. absolutely. So that's kind of T-bills. They don't go over a year. They're considered a money market. They're the most liquid, most actively traded security there is. Literally cash. If the bank had the money, you could walk in with $500,000 with the T-bills and walk out with cash the next day. It's that interchangeable. They don't have that money, but that's the thought process. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the short-term stuff. Now let's go a little longer. Maybe like a medium-term thing is what they call a T-note, treasury note. T-notes are two year, have a maturity of two to 10 years. Again, super safe. Now, the one thing about this is that since they're two to 10, they actually can pay a coupon. So every, mm -hmm. remember, bonds pay every six months. So if you need money in like four, if you need guaranteed money in three or four years or eight years, you could buy a T-note. You know you're going to get your $1,000 back because you pay $1,000. It pays you interest three, 4% every year, twice a year. And then at the end, you get your $1,000 back. And that, and it's super, super, it's super, super safe. Again, they just print money if they run out. So that's what they, that that's a T-note, not much different than a T-bond, which is up to 30 years, right? So a T-bond is the same thing, but it's up to a 30-year product. Again, pays every six months. You buy it at 1,000, you get it back at 1,000. These are called term bonds, if you want to call them, because they're a specific term, two years, five years, 10 years, 15, 30, whatever it is. And you're going to get paid interest every six months guaranteed mm -hmm. now but here's the thing their rates are going to be pretty low not recently they're going up and up and up because what's going on but they do pay a very low rate because what don't they have they have no credit risk and think mm -hmm. about the biggest thing tyler like if i lent you if you lent me money what's your biggest fear don't pay the money back. Oh, that's kind of insulting, but that's okay. But right, so so you're gonna you're, <laughs> this you, is a hypothetical thing. Exactly, it's hypothetical, right? So your biggest fear is that I'm not going to pay you back. So the credit risk 
is not there because the government go, oh, you need money? Hold on. Cha-chink, they print. Just like Jerome Powell's been doing for the last three years. Okay? Right. Just printing money like crazy. I'm not going to shit on him because it's been the last 15 years. But we've been printing a little bit of money lately. So the T-bonds and T-notes, they are they are actual coupon-paying bonds, what they call interest-bearing. Even though you're getting interest with the Treasury bill, it's not to the end. So it's not considered interest-bearing or interest-paying. It is interest, but it's not considered that way. So we have T-notes, two to 10 years. They pay a coupon every six months. And um, yeah, I think that works. T-bond, same thing, but it's up to 30 years. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when we do quote them, I can't talk about it on like in a screen or anything. But when you buy and sell these things, they're so active that they can't use the normal eighth of a point to trade them. They have to be traded in, th- they cut it even more into 30 seconds. Not the time okay. 30 seconds, 132s. Right? So each okay. 32 is worth a certain, it's a 32nd of a point because they're so active that they have to have that small of an increment in trading. So if you ever see a bond that says like 104-25 or 104.25, it's actually 104 and that dash is, and the number after it is how many 30 seconds it is. So mm-hmm. if you see 105-04, that's four thirty seconds, which is an eighth, okay? It, it just had to be different, right? But that's why they do that. So you will never, like if you see 104.25, that's not 104 and a quarter. That's 104 and 25, 30 seconds, which I think right. is like 0.78 or something like that. So <laughs> They could have they just done percentages, but I guess this is, you know, this is all created back in the day before computers. So. Yes. Well, think about this. Before... Even then, before that, even stocks used to trade in eighths up until the 90, late 90s. Mm-hmm. So when I bought a stock, it was, so it was an eighth. So we always did fractions back then. And it was only recently. Lot, yeah. I was going to say, it must have been a lot harder to buy Berkshire Hathaway back then. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny. It was only 100000 <laughs> a share at the time. Right now, it's, what, three fifty, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's funny. All through the 90s and early 2000s, if you gave me a fraction, I could rip it off. In my head, I just was doing it. 0.375, because you just lived in it. So that's what these, um, the trader, people who trade treasuries, like my old firm, um, it, they manage treasuries. He, he just talks about, like he does the numbers in his head like crazy. It's like, if you tell him 18, 30 seconds, he goes, oh, it's this. I'm like, how do you do that? Just from practice, mm-hmm. right? So those are the main three ones that we talk about. T-bills, T-notes, T-bonds. Now, here's let's talk about risk a little bit before we go into the other two. Mm-hmm. T-bills literally have no risk. They're actually called the risk-free rate of return. And the 90-day T-bill, which is a three-month T-bill, 91-day, 90-day, is considered has zero risk at all. There's no interest rate risk because it's too short. There's no inflation risk because it's too short. There's no reinvestment risk because there's nothing to reinvest because you're not getting the money to the end. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's no credit risk, obviously. But if you go into the T-note or T-bond, you're getting paid every six months and it's a longer term. So some of those other risks start creeping in. So mm-hmm. on a T note, we have some interest rate risk because, you know, the if interest rates go up, the prices go down. We have inflation risk because it's it, obviously what we're going through now, 10% inflation. You know, it's crazy. Um, we have reinvestment risk. We have inflation risk. We have interest rate risk, all those risks. But the longer the bond, the more inflation, all those risks come out. So the T notes right. have some of that, right? Then we have T-bonds, which are up to 30 years. They have a lot of inflation risk. They have a lot of interest rate risk, and they have reinvestment risk. Again, 
Reinvestment risk is when you get paid, what are you going to do with that money? You're going to have to reinvest it. Now, if rates are down from when you bought it, you're going to have to reinvest that money at a lower rate. Mm -hmm. That makes sense kind of thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what they did was they go, wait a second, we have some issues here. Let's get rid of some of these risks also. So they created a TIPS, a T-I-P-S. Sounds like different, right? So TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protection Security. That means it's going to adjust for inflation. You're not going to beat inflation, but it's going to adjust. So if you have a 5% bond that pays 50 bucks a year, if inflation is 10%, the par value will go up to 1100 and you're still getting a 5% bond of a $1,100 bond. So now you're getting $55. So inflation went up by 10% and your payment went up by 10%. So you're not losing to inflation. That's kind of right. where that is, okay? So that's why they created that is to say, okay, we have inflation issues. People don't want to buy a T-bond because they get killed by inflation. So they buy a TIPS. But if you're thinking on the exam in general, you don't really recommend that to someone unless they mention they're worried about inflation risk. Because again, every and I haven't said this, every time you take a risk away, they pay less. The safer something right. is, the less they pay you. That makes sense, right? So if I have a TIPS that has took inflation risk away from a T-bond, it's going to have a lower coupon. You're giving up that return to get the inflation protection. Like over right. time, you may actually have a higher coupon than the old bond that you would have bought because of inflation. Are we okay with that? That makes sense kind of thing? I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah, it's, it's a hedge, right? Because essentially, if you, buy, if you buy, let's say, a 30-year T-bond, and I don't know, I'm just going to like really rough ballpark it, say it gives you back 2% a year, and then inflation basically you know, goes up 10%, you are losing money. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Your money that, is parked yes, in a place that's giving 2% a year. Well, yeah. th that's why they come up with a thing called the real rate of return. Real interest yeah. rate. The real rate of return is your return minus inflation. So let's do it now. So Treasury. So what's been going on? The Federal Reserve has been tightening and tightening and raising rates, which means all the rates are going up. So the Treasury is mm -hmm. around. I think the ten years around four percent now, four point one. It's right around four percent. Okay, which is compared to a year and a half ago, they were like under one. So they're actually yeah. becoming a valuable thing to invest in. But think about it. You earn four percent, like what you said, but inflation is eight. You're actually neg your real rate of return is actually negative four still. Right. And at that point you're making the bet, roughly speaking, that yeah. if inflation comes back down and then you're in the in the positive for yes. the you know last twenty five years. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you can time it right, say that so next month they're gonna jack it up again, maybe one or two more times, depending what happens. If you can grab yourself a five percent or a six percent treasury bond, that's and then rates start dropping, you're gold. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a good. And then if it's, free, it's back basically to free money. Yes, exactly. Point. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. So as so it went the other way around. So for the last 15 years, the rates are so low. It was people could borrow for free. Right? right. And now if you do this right, if the rates go high enough, if you buy these bonds, you're getting and then the rates drop, you're getting better money with no default risk. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. It's a good I don't let it's not a great situation. But if you kind of think ahead of time. You can probably game it a little bit. Like my daughter. Yeah, I mean, house also, I was going to say too, like, I mean, things that are great situations, like in the stock market from an investor's point of view, talking about investments right, are different than like what's great for the real world. Yes. Exactly. And that's okay. Like, I yeah. think we're mostly just talking about the investment side of things. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
So, and that's yeah. the thing. So we don't really care about the issuers too much and we're not global macro stuff. But I mean, in reality, maybe buying bonds not right now isn't the best idea because the rates keep going up. But at some point, it's going to be so attractive, it'd be hard not. Right. Okay. Well, and that's part of the reason why, which is, you know, a topic for another time. Right. Part of the reason why everybody's, all the all of the currency money is like flowing into the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Is because it's just the it's the best place to park, right? And it's got the best deal in town at this right. point relative to safety. Well, we're the reserve currency, right? We're the reserve currencies yeah. in the world since since the war used to be the pound. Now it's us because Isn't we've it? never defaulted. Where I think, if I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. Who knows? I could be. I don't think any other major country has ever not defaulted on some sort of bond. So that's why it's a big deal when they they go oh, when they were standing up and not going to raise the debt ceiling, if we ever defaulted, we're screwed. If yeah. we default, the entire I think the entire economy of the global the global economy crashes. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Which no. is, you know, not a fun thing to play chicken Yo, with. But like, that's neither right. here nor there. Right. So if if you if Russia defaults, who cares? I mean it's bad, but if we default the whole world goes it goes nuts. You better yeah. hope you have a it would, be, it would be bad. Yeah, exactly. So okay. Um, yeah, so, so that's the so the last one is called a strip. It, yeah. it, the name of it is secure uh, secured treasury. I think register. I think it's secured treasury registered interest or principal. Doesn't matter. A strip. Think they strip off the coupon. It's actually a long term zero coupon. It's like a T bill, but thirty years. So you buy right. it like now. Lately, it hasn't been a great one, but now it's getting better and better because the interest rates are getting higher and higher. So what happened is like say you have a kid, and oh, so like Brandon has a kid, right? So, mm-hmm. well, Brandon, say the the baby, I mean, six months old, they could buy 18-year T-bills, T uh, strips, right? So they buy a T-bill, a, I can't even say T-bill, they're going to buy a strip that matures right before that kid's going to go to college. So say right. they think- it's, it's parked money, yeah. Yes. And there are issues with it, but you buy it, say you buy a $300 bond now, when they're 18, it's 1000 So maybe you buy like 10 of those for three grand. And then you have you're gonna get a check for ten grand when right before they walk into college. Now, hopefully that's enough, right? But that's the goal, okay? But you do have risks with that because you have a lot of inflation risk because it's not adjusting, and you do have to pay taxes on that every year. The IRS is a son of a bitch, right? So the IRS, you know, hopefully they don't come after me for saying that, but. Um, what they do is they make you take... The IRS is, is um, for better or for worse, pretty good at their job. Yeah, I know. No, I know. That's the sad part. That's good and bad, right? So what happens is every year that you own the bond, they will say, okay, a portion of that, even though you're not getting the money, we're going to tax you on. Mm-hmm. So it's called accretion, which is, you know, there's videos and stuff on that. So if you buy it for 3000 and then it grows to, you know, 10000 in 18 years... A little bit of that increase every year is going to be taxed for you. It's called phantom income that you're not going to, you're not, you're paying taxes on. So you yeah. should probably put that in there in like a, in either an IRA or like some sort of a, a covered L or something, some sort of deferred tax account. So then you're not paying taxes right. till the end. And if you do it in a covered L, then you don't have to pay taxes ever on that, which is great. So that's how we get around right. the IRS a little bit. So those are the main five ones. Bills, short-term, notes, medium-term, bonds, long-term, tips, hedge against inflation, and strips are just for um, long-term zeros. And FINRA loves them for college savings. Mm -hmm. Because it's like it's it's target-based investing. Like if you knew, Tyler, 
that you needed five grand in two years and you needed it. No risk, no that you could buy a, a two year strip, say, at for like four grand, knowing that it'll be five grand when you need it. And that's why you do that. And that's what they do. Now, one quick thing before I move off that, there's a thing called treasury receipts. They are not issued by the government, but people they're conflated with them. Treasury receipts were what happened in the early 80s. The broker dealers would buy treasury bonds, put them in their bank vesker account, and then issue these long-term zero coupons based on the bonds. So as a treasury receipt is, to you as an investor, there's literally no difference between a receipt and a strip. But a treasury receipt- There's a middleman involved? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so you may get a little bit less return, but so I, I, I- and if I may be wrong on my history here, but I think the receipts were done first. And then the government goes, hey, that's a good idea. We can do that without right. having to worry about them. So the treasury receipts and treasury strips both pay at the end. You get your money at the end. There's no interest. There's no, um, you're not getting interest during the life of it. Those are the main ones. I mean, there's other agencies and stuff like that. But that's the biggest thing about them is that you're buying them for safety. Right. And so then maybe the, the way to wrap this topic up is just to talk about how they all function in respect to suitability. Sure. Because that's okay. probably the most Absolutely. important like, application of yeah. them on the test. For the test, yeah. For the SIE, we're kind of done, right? But if we're going to jump into the seven, let's go a little deeper. So if yeah. I am a, an investor and I'm going to buy a house or I have a kid going to school or something in the next five to six years or, or shorter, I'm not worried about getting interest. I'm just worried about not losing my money. So what I'm going to do is what what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy like a T bill or something. So remember, if you hear park your money, safety of principal, protection of preservation of capital, like fear of, and they don't want income, you buy T bills because you just park them and you leave them, which is where we go. And that's the thing on the a lot of the vendors they leave some things out when they talk about suitability, okay, to to make you figure it out. And I get it; you're trying to make them close the gap on their own. On the real exam, they will give you what you need. They will say, oh, the person wants safety. They want this and they need income. Well, if you hear the word income and safety, it can't be a T-bill because T-bills don't pay. So if you hear the word, if you hear safety, government every time. Then if you hear income, then you, what you're going to do is you're going to go to a, um, you're going to buy a T-note or a T-bond and then you base it on length. If they say I need money for two to four, 10 years, you do a T-note. If they say, look, we want income, but we want safety, and they're like in their 40s, which you would never really do this, but if they want no risk and they want income for 20 or 30 years, you would do a T-bond. Now, but, and again, if they say they want income and safety, but they're worried about inflation or purchase of our risk, what do we go to? We go to a tip, right? Right. And then if they say college savings, you're going to do this, they're going to do the strips. Yeah. Now, I'm going to add one thing into the. I'm not going to do the deep dive on the mortgage-backed securities because that could be another conversation. But Ginny Mays, just remember this. Ginny Mays are the only one that are actually backed by the government. And before you ever pick Ginny May, they pay monthly. So they will have to say, I want monthly income. I had a question on one of my exams like two years ago. And it gave, it said they want safety and income. And they gave me a choice of T-bonds or Ginny Mays. And at first, I'm like, crap. I, I like them both, right? But it, but mm-hmm. I went with it. I said, wait a second. They didn't say monthly income. Because that's what that's what Ginny made. They're mortgage-backed securities. People pay their mortgage every month, hopefully. So they get paid every month. T-notes, right. it didn't say monthly. So I go with the T-note every time. 
And really, that's the suitability of it. I mean, it's not hard. Everyone makes it harder than it is. They worry. But if you just follow the rules, I think safety, my mind automatically goes to cover. Right. So now one good thing of this is not less, less FINRA stuff, but it's an interesting thing. The different, you should think that the longer something is, the better the return is, right? So if I have a, t- a two-year bond versus a 10-year bond, the 10-year bond should pay more than the two-year. Does that make sense? So yeah. That's do you want to not- like explain it though, just to so, kind of so, okay, so flesh out? Here's the thing. So let me do it this way. So Tyler, if you let me money for two years, maybe mm-hmm. I'd pay you 3% because that's your risk. It's not that long. But if I said, Tyler, I need the money for 20 years, you want to be paid for that. Yeah. So I'm going to say, listen, you're going to go, I have to pay you like 6 or 7% because I'm paying you for more risk. Mm-hmm. The longer something, so the T-bonds will always pay higher than the T-notes, and the T-notes will pay higher than the T-bills, mm-hmm. except for now. Right mm-hmm. now, since the Fed is raising rates so much to combat the inflation, which is what they should do, we actually have what they call an inverted yield curve. So the two-year mm-hmm. is actually like 4.3%, where the tenure is at 4.1%. So we have an inverted curve, but that's usually a sign of a recession, right? And that's what they're trying to affect. And that, this matters. So an inverted yield curve means that the shorter yields are paying higher than the longer yields. And that's not a normal situation. That's like me paying right. you more to borrow money for a less time. Right. But it's because in the short term, interest rates are going to be higher than the long term. Yes. Hypothetically. Yes. Yeah. And that what will happen is eventually... so. Short-term yields move more than long-term yields because that's where the Fed plays in the short-term overnight stuff. So if the short-term yields go up, eventually the long-term yields will catch and pass them. But in the in the beginning, you have an inverted yield curve. We had it in 2008 too, a short one. But right now, two-year over the 10-year is a short sign of a recession. So right. I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, that does help. Thank you so much. This has been Achievable's FINRA podcast, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Ken Finnan on the show with us today. Achievable has courses for FINRA SIE 6, 7, 63, 65, and 66, and you can try each of them for free at achievable.me. And if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off when you check out.